1: my friends, it's Karina Reichman. I'm overjoyed to be holding this microphone in my hand and talking with my dear pal Isaac Sloan. He is on my right. That would be your left if this was a visual situation, but it's not. Isaac, what the ever- loving fuck is going on
0: there's been a long gap since we last uh, did an episode and we actually just sat down and (laughs) talked about just about everything that's been going on it was hard to whittle it down to a few stories for today's episode
1: it's really unbelievable notable gap dude notable gap for our fervent listeners Really sorry we've taken this kind of time off. You know, this is like for me these last couple weeks, right after Peach Fest, which we can touch on just just briefly. You know, uh, because it now feels like old news. But uh, you know, it's this is kind of precious time where I'm not touring for two seconds. You know what I mean? And that's like uh, you know, looking at the rest of my year doesn't really look like there's going to be much time like this. So, you know.
0: And it's just been so wonderful to watch you sit still through all of this time.
1: It's just unbelievable. (laughs) Well, you know, I have a bit of a problem with uh, sitting still. There's a song on my record about that. And by the way, my record comes out literally one month from today. And you can pre-order it in, you know, the link in my bio (laughs) on my website whatever holy shit it's called joyride losing my shit yeah lots going on it's kind of hard to even know what to like you know post about or whatnot and shit has just been completely like wait what like you know a week dedicated to my new single right that just came out last week it's called beacon i was like okay like Beacon time! And then to this week, it's been like, three new shows are announcing! And we have, you know, pre-sale today of, uh, Philly, Baltimore, and, uh, Asbury Park, you know? And it's just like, holy shit, like, what do you even focus on? What do you even tell the people, you know? it's And then I have, like, my first record coming out in a month that's fucked up, so... I don't even know.
0: Well, you did drop a new song.
1: I dropped the new song. Called Beacon. Which we have to tell the people, its namesake basically comes from you. You know, in all these interviews, I like, I'm like, i like, you know, Isaac Sloan, my childhood best friend, my podcast co-host, obviously. But like, if anybody's listening, they already know you. Or at least they know you fucking now. You know what I mean? So ladies and gentlemen, Isaac, back in, I want to say this was 2019, you know, I brought home the instrumental demo of beacon, right? There's no words, no nothing. It was just, you know, me and my producer, Gabe, we like to cultivate what I like to refer to as seedlings, right? And that's, you know, could be a a quote unquote verse in a chorus, just a vibe. It's a vibe cultivator, right? And then sometimes if these seedlings seem extra promising, we nurture them and I basically stress over them 24 seven and they never leave my brain, you know, they can grow into something uh, called a song, (laughs) And I played the instrumental demo for Isaac and he said,
0: Karina, you're going to play the Beacon Theater with this song.
1: Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, Isaac, why are you so nasty? (laughs) And we had a good laugh about that. And then I, uh, (laughs) I probably didn't say that, but I said, oh, shit, son, thanks. And then I, you know, the song sort of, it's sort of my most adult heavy song which is also like why the hell would that be my second single i just don't know i do know i have a lot of thoughts on the matter but i won't bore our listeners with those thoughts but what i will say is you know beacon sort of took on like a double entendre meaning right because i just was referring to it as beacon for a long time and then i wrote the lyrics sort of about being like you know this uh, the struggle of being like this beacon to a friend who's a lost soul that you know uh, you can't quite save, you know, and you want to, but you can't, you know, and then the refrain being, don't swim too fast, try not to drown, is like you sort of giving up and giving in and just hoping for the best, you know, and whatever, so, you know, it's a bit heavy subject matter compared to you know, sipping Pellegrino and Bikinis Under Your Clothes, which my other songs are about, you know, so uh, <laughs> thanks for helping me name Beaconizing.
0: <laughs> i Proud to be a part of the nurturing process
1: Yeah man it's all It's uh, it's a weird thing when they're in that formative You know uh, embryo Stage and you say something Like that and it could totally Shift or inform rather What the song becomes You know Um, But I'm really proud of it really stoked On it there was a lot of You know very intentional deliberation About what would be The second single after coming in really hot With Joyride and announcing Trey Anastasio's involvement in all this and blah 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 and Beacon has no Trey on it and no Trey involvement and that was sort of a big thing for me I was like okay we came in super super hot with Trey and you know the rest of the record has it's you know he plays on five of the nine tunes there's plenty of Trey all over this record right but Beacon was more really personal and really me in that regard and I kind of wanted to show that for the second single in a lot of ways. And I just think I'm so in love with this tune. I just think it's such a vibe and so different and so weird and so kind of I don't know. I really I'm very proud of it. So I'm glad it exists now.
0: <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I have seen some of the reception you've gotten on it and it's uh just amazing that it's out in the world and that uh people are enjoying it.
1: It's a beautiful thing. It's S- a beautiful thing.
0: Speaking of what to talk about yeah dude you have had a viral moment in a very different way this week <laughs> karina why don't you tell us about it
1: yeah man i mean this was really not on my bingo card at all and i i think it's detracting from my pre-sale no i'm just kidding <laughs> i kid i kid but this is this is just hilarious you know yesterday i was walking around new york city in my rush t-shirt right when i say Rush. I'm referring to the Holy Triumvirate, uh, the Canadian badass rock gods, you know, and, uh, and I'm wearing my Rush shirt and some dude, pompous asshole, really like taunting me was like, oh, name one album. And I just, he set me off. He set your girl off. And then I, I was just like, oh, okay. Fly by night, hemispheres, moving pictures, 2112, <laughs> a farewell to King signals. What? You want them in chronological order? You fucked with the wrong bitch. And he was just like completely stunned. And I kept walking and it was really funny. And I just made a video for no reason, just because I thought the interaction was so funny, you know, kind of, uh, moments after it happened I was fired up made this video just reenacting exactly what just happened right and then I posted it and it's sort of gone viral in this hilarious way you know and it's gotten so many views and reposts and all this stuff and it found its way to rush themselves who you know have five thousand five hundred thousand followers and just put me on their story on Instagram, right? So the first slide is just me playing bass in my Rush shirt. And the second slide is this video that we're speaking of. And then they DM me being like, you know, not every day you get a, a DM from Rush, being like, hey, Karina, your, your shirt video was hysterical. Uh, will you send us your address? We have something to send you. Thanks for being a great fan or something to that effect. And I'm just like, holy shit.
0: What the fuck?
1: So hopefully they send me Getty Lee in a box, and he's ready to spend uh, you know the weekend with us here in New York. <laughs> and,
0: uh, well, I'm hoping for a handwritten note.
1: You think a handwritten note?
0: I think a handwritten note. I will note, lose
1: my mind if pint they.
0: glasses, coasters,
1: maybe a record,
0: maybe a record, maybe another T-shirt, maybe a T-shirt. I have that same Rush shirt. I <laughs> yeah yeah right. You totally, totally do. do.
1: Fucking good call.
0: We've seen Rush together a couple times.
1: I am very grateful for the times we've spent seeing Rush in this lifetime, especially, you know, RIP Alex Lifeson. I mean, sorry, RIP Neil Peart. <laughs> I have just had Alex Lifeson on my brain. You're still with us, Alex. Thank God. I love you. Your guitar playing is spectacular. I'm I'm just a huge fan, you know. I'm a geek out. I'm a geek out Rush fan and this is all just hysterically funny and it's just I I did not see it coming at all but I just thought it was a funny moment and uh I thought my video was like you know worth posting so I posted it and uh you know some of these things Isaac are unprecedented <laughs> so thank you all my new Rush fan followers that is you know they're flooding in everybody's name is like fly by night 2112 you know uh love the 69 whatever it's very different from my usual followers that are just like down with Fluffhead and you know uh velvet c 420 and stuff like that so this is pretty this is funny shit this is good times and uh thank you rush for being the finest example of a power trio i can think of
0: finest in the international not in the nation
1: big time big time so thanks rush (laughs) um Yeah, that's been new. That's been crazy. And, you know, Isaac, we have, like, you know, there's so much to say, so much to... It's been, like, this notable gap. It's, like, building up what do you even say when you hit record, right? But I feel like you said it best, right? We we had to shut... We're closing the page or closing the book on Dead & Company and opening the book on Fish Tour, right? So we just had the last Dead & Co. shows theoretically ever.
0: They had a crazy run of it with three nights in Boulder at Folsom Field followed by you know a few days off but then two nights at the Gorge. Yeah. And then these three finale shows in San Francisco. Where it all began. Where it all began. A very high demand for these tickets. It seems like they really went out... On such a high note, I can't imagine what it was like to be there for these shows. Um, And, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I was at the very first Ted and Company show (laughs) at the Times Union Center in Albany, New York, way back when. I think it was probably 2015. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I was at the next four, like, in a row. At the Garden. I just went on tour. Yeah when they started doing this and they've held a very special place in my heart and I think they really tap into some of the spiritual energy of the Grateful Dead in a way that not many post-Jerry projects have been able to.
1: I couldn't agree more and I think I feel like we've definitely spoken a little bit of the way that you know it's sort of ushered in a new generation of fans and you know you tell me, Isaac, but when I, I don't, it'll be really interesting to see if, like, other than, you know, sort of big, specific events. Like, I wonder if this, whatever happens next, and I'm not saying that anything beyond Bobby and the Wolf Bros and Phil Lesh and Friends, whatever happens with these guys, and, and, you know, Billy and the kids, whatever it might be, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm... <laughs> Far be it from me to suggest that something big and grandiose happens after this. But in terms of the Dead music making it to the stadium level the way it did with this project, you know, it's kind of, I wonder if it'll happen again, other than for God knows what's going to happen for Dead 60, right? Like, I don't even want to start with that (laughs) idea Because I'm sure Pete Shapiro is waking up every day and uh, you know moving chess pieces around the board and figuring out what's going to happen for that. Or not. I really don't know.
0: Well, I think what was special about this in a certain way is that they played a lot of shows this summer and they really gained momentum and they really uh, were able to gel and it wasn't just kind of a one-off thing or three shows. They were able to not only rehearse ahead of the tour but play out in front of audiences and try new things and... Uh, You know, that takes a lot of doing. I mean...
1: To put on shows that length.
0: That length. Every night. Every night. I mean, they've been on tour for a long time. I mean, Barton Hall was May. Yeah. And they played Jazz Fest before that. And now we're in the middle of July. And...
1: They've been just going and going, They've just
0: been going and going.
1: It's really unbelievable. And, you know, shout out to to everybody involved in this. And, you know, a special shout out to O'Teal, my pal. Like, I don't know. I feel so sort of like to see O'Teal go from, you know, the Allman Brothers position in his life, right? Basically right to this, you know, and stepping into these insane fan bases and carrying the uh i mean to say carrying the torch holds a whole different meaning these days right but truly like ushering it forward paying homage to the people who you know wrote the music and did it before him and doing it in such an incredible way like i don't know to think of a person stepping into the Allman Brothers band position and then the Grateful Dead position in these new forms is incredible and the way he's done it and his incredible spirit and energy i'm so just in love with that guy he's so fucking cool and uh you know base brother you know it's it's important
0: of course very Important important
1: shit and uh you know i really look forward to seeing what happens next for this guy he's the fucking best you know
0: he truly is the greatest you know
1: I I feel like had to shout him out specifically. But of course I you did. No, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Fucking O'Teal, man. Look at this like legacy. It's crazy. And you've done such an amazing job. Fucking kudos. Like that is so cool. And I'm just, you know, I'm 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 stoked to see the like profound effect he's had on carrying this music forward and doing it while you know, do doing Lesh-esque stuff obviously but he he always sounds like him you know and it's just really really cool and uh it's it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing so definitely thanks dad and go for an incredible run sort of you know it's crazy when you think back on like gd50 till now i remember when this was announced like and it was just like wait what like oh shit Okay, you know?
0: Definitely, and actually I was uh, on a round table at the Grateful Dead Scholars Caucus and later turned something into a paper about Fare Thee Well, and it was about saying goodbye to the Grateful Dead, and there was a piece in the New York Times where Pete Shapiro talks about how it was actually a new beginning in so many ways and that really could not have been foretold and I look back on what I wrote and I'm like well there's a whole other thing here now about how it was actually ushering in a sort of new beginning and how something was allowed to close such that something new could open it was really really truly it's very um intense how kind of rich this is to think with.
1: In a huge way, in a way that I don't, I don't think anybody could have seen coming. Do you remember? Like, I feel like now it's, it's just ubiquitous that John Mayer stepped into this role or not ubiquitous, but you know what I mean? It's just like come to be accepted. It's Mm -hmm. understood. Right. And, and he does an amazing job. Nobody can take that away from him. He does a fucking great job at it. Clearly loves and respects the music to an insane degree, you know? And, uh, You know, when it first started, it was all your Bobby is a wonderland. And people were like, I'm sorry, what? And like, yeah, but and did that usher in a new audience? Definitely. Is that bad? Hell no. It's fucking sick. You know what I mean? And it just has pushed this sort of thing along so many years after Garcia's death. You know what I mean? So many years and in so many incredible ways with young, open-eared fans Gen Z in the rafters wearing tie dye going with their parents or not you know what I mean it's absorbing really Absorbing
0: something about the history and the ethos and the mentality it's not as though John Mayer stepping into the role has changed something about the way that people integrate into the fabric of this culture. No. There's still a shakedown street you know there's still um, a repertoire of songs that people go back to and and try to understand. Maybe people send me Jerry versions of things after going to see Dead & Co. You know, there's a real tradition that um, has a real kind of clear through line and and narrative to it, which is, uh, I I don't understand how something can sustain that for so many years. It's really jarring.
1: And that's why, you know, that's every sort of permutation of this. I feel like has something to offer, you know what I mean? Be it the rhythm devils, be it rat dog, be it further, be it whatever. Like, it's just, I mean, it's insane at this point. It's literally crazy. These are octogenarians we're talking about. This is like fucking insane that this is continuing in this regard. And yet, and yet it's the coolest shit, you know? And it's just, it's, uh, you know, there will never even, you know, we're going to, we're going to start talking about fish shortly. There's never going to be anything quite like that ever again i agree you know what i mean i agree and And so many people are trying yeah but it's never going to be like that it's a whole other thing it's it's just completely they wrote the book on this shit they wrote this american art form that we are all myself included trying to preserve just an infinitesimal grain of the vibe And nobody's going to do it like them. And nobody ever will be able to or should. You know what I mean? And it's just crazy how each sort of permutation of the Grateful Dead music casts this wide net and has all these new fans coming in and old ones continuing to spin their hearts out. And uh, I don't know, man. I salute it. I salute it in a big way. And, of course, at the end, it was really funny. I feel like there was a lot of sort of chatter on the Internet about people like who was going to sit in with Dead & Co. at the last show, right? It was like, I was reading all these rumors. I should be way less deep in all this, by the way, but that's for me to figure out. And, uh, you know, I'm like reading tweets of people being like, I heard Bob Dylan has a hotel room at the same hotel that the dead are staying at, and he's going to come out, and he's been covering all the stuff, and Graham Nash, and all this, like everybody had like this sort of like thought that somebody was going to come and sit in which I think is kind of funny and like, of course, nobody sat in and it was just this incredible display of drones, you know, becoming dancing bears and steelies and the skeleton tipping his hat and all that stuff, you know? So I think that was very classy and very, very cool and honestly, anything else I feel like would have detracted from the pure sanctity of what it is.
0: I completely agree. I uh, So with that and even like, you know, I don't know, I I guess I'm just thinking back to the Allman Brothers 40th anniversary run that was like every night was a special guest. And I remember that was my first time seeing the Allman Brothers and I remember somebody saying, yeah, it's cool that they're all of these special guests, but like, what if they were just to do a night of just Almond Brothers? And I was like, are you crazy? Like, there's Buddy Guy on the stage and Trey and Page and all of this stuff. And then I just saw an Almond Brothers show and I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. There's something very um, pure and very special. You know, it's great to have guests too, but yeah. pure and special. And and um, it really was the right way to send out this project, I think
1: incredible well we salute you dead and company and looking forward to seeing billy seeing bobby seeing phil seeing everybody do their own thing and you know lord knows what's next because there's a very thick web of jam band illuminati that are already planning the next thing so looking forward to seeing what that is and uh you know lest we forget isaac there's a band called fish They came around.
0: I'm just, I'm just thinking about the headline. Karina Reichman confirms there is a jam band. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> but yes, a band called Fish <laughs> that just hit the road,
1: and shit is popping off. It and absolutely is. We're really looking forward, you know, as very selfish, uh, lifelong New Yorkers. We're really looking forward to their seven-night stand, uh, you know, within walking distance of our home. So that's going to be sick. But, of course, they right now are in Wilmington, a place where you and I traveled to go see widespread Spread Panic!
0: We opened that venue. It was still a construction (laughs) site, and we were the first people there.
1: Unbelievable. (laughs) They
0: didn't check our tickets. It
1: was really spectacular. Um, The idea that they're playing there is so awesome because it's not big. No, it's not
0: big. And it's also nothing special in the best way possible i agree like it's a venue that just services the fans and does a good job for the band and is easy and breezy
1: it's an incredible thing it yeah. really is and uh so they're there i mean we've got man center coming up we have msg as we just mentioned they just did alpharetta it's it's all happening and it's funny guys. like the way you know uh on on that Trey Trio run at the Mission Ballroom in Colorado, right? They debuted so much new material. And so much. Like like a lot. And the funny thing is I had this phone call with Trey where he told me that they were going to do that, right? And that he knew that the fans would be like, ah, you know, we'll see. And then basically workshopping it there to see what would be good for now, you know? And then lest we even, br- like the amount of recording and, Whatever of these tunes, it, it just seems absolutely wild, you know, how much thought and care is put into the the furthering of the original fish music catalog, you know.
0: Well, I actually have a really good segue here. Talk to me. Because we are going to have and by we I mean the fish studies programming committee are going to have the second fish studies conference at Oregon State University on May seventeenth through nineteenth of twenty twenty four. And I'll get into that in a minute, but I plan to give a paper. This is just a little preview. Yeah. About this topic because the amount of new songs that come into Fish's rotation and the way in which the audience engages with it is very particular. Yes. To Fish, and my hypothesis about this is that there's something to the element of freshness Mm -hmm. and just hearing something new that for reasons particular to fish transcends our kind of judgment about sort of conscious judgment about what's good and what's bad and all of that, which still happens. Sure. People still take to the internet and talk with each other about what they thought, but that there's something implicit and unconscious about the freshness that is even more important.
1: I couldn't agree more. I can't wait to read this paper, and I might have to take a road trip to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he'll talk a little bit more about this uh, Fish Studies Symposium, but it's really fascinating and really cool work that Isaac and a bunch of really awesome scholars and beyond, you know, put together incredible thoughts about this bend. you know, that elicit so many things to talk about. And, you know, you can't even contain this shit to one day. It's a multi-day symposium.
0: Yes. Unbelievable. I know, yeah. Our first year was such a success, and we expect more people. Oregon State University gave us a bigger room, so we'll be able Mm. to have more people. And you can check out more on fishstudies.net, where you can find soon a call for proposals. If you're in a band and you want to play the after-party send us your music if you are an artist and want to display your artwork that's related to fish or inspired by fish send us your art yeah. and if you have an idea for a paper or a panel or a poster let us know super cool
1: really really cool shit and i i think that your hypothesis about sort of the new like the way the fish fans react re- re- <laughs> react and relate to the new like just the the sort of act of this sort of the novelty that comes so often really at us right and it's 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 fascinating it really is fascinating there's so I mean I feel like that's going to be a fucking long paper because there's so much to unpack there and the way this fan base reacts to it I think is different from any other fan base and you know it's the sort of age-old adage right all songs are new songs until they become old songs right and that's like couldn't be more true and I think really uh rings very true with the fish community because it's a weird act of listening and participating with something that you're like holy shit this is new and knowing this band who has over 600 original compositions and and growing by the day with uh you know their insane work ethic and you know as John Fishman referred to Trey, he j- the guy just shits music, right? As he said in the 2016 Rolling Stone article about Fish, um, really, really well put. But it's unbelievable, and uh, it's going to be funny to see how these sound, like which ones stick around, which are in the rotation, you know. And it's it's that sort of very adventurous, fearless. Spirit of let's fuck around and find out that they are just the absolute masters of. I mean, it keeps us coming back for more, no matter how stubborn of a fish fan you are that just wants to hear tweezer or whatever. Like it's that is the spirit of the band, you know, and that's the spirit that brought us Casvot Voxed. It's the spirit that has brought us. I mean, obviously everything, but you know, it. I think without that sort of, I, I, I I'm. This close to referring it as to referring to it as entrepreneurial. I know that's a stupid way to say it. I think it has that
0: dimension to it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. I feel
1: like it's uh it, it's just industrious the way they're just like, let's go, let's go. More new, more new. Let's let's add to it. Let's add to it. Let's cultivate this. Let's, you know, songs, songs, songs. It's really fascinating and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you have to say about it in your favor.
0: Thanks, Greena. Dude,
1: so sick. Yeah, so they're really tearing it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really tearing it up. We're excited from the garden for the garden. I I feel like our next episode will probably be either in the middle of that run or at the end of it.
1: I think that's probably accurate.
0: And we'll have a lot to say. Um We've talked a lot about how New York City lights up around fish.
1: I think uh, I think it's going to light up in ways that we're not ready for at all.
0: That's usually the case. That's usually the
1: case. Thank God because I feel like I don't have an imagination big enough to imagine what it feels like until you're like, oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and then you're just not even ready when it's actually even happening to you. That's really uh, it's a testament to the vibe they bring everywhere they go. I'm looking forward to it. Um,
0: we know RJB is looking forward to
1: uh, it. Oh, speaking of which, RJB, where are you? I'm coming to Philly, did you hear? Milk Boy. December 15th, the presale's is happening right now. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the pre-sale will probably be over by the time this episode <laughs> airs. But maybe the on-sale will be happening. Who knows? Which happens this Friday. The, what's the date on Friday? 22nd? 21st? 21st 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 all tickets go on sale so anyway looking forward to seeing you at my philadelphia show god willing looking forward to having a nice dinner with you at some point point. and uh to rjb and osiris at large thanks for putting us on sorry for missing a couple weeks of episodes but we are glad to be back and this has been wonderful
0: we hope we deliver for you every time
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do yeah, we do. Isaac, I mean, have we reached the end of our road? We probably have. I think this is it. I mean, this has been great for me.
0: <laughs> Get out there. Go see some live music. Go do whatever makes you feel glad and feel happy and amen. in community.
1: Fucking A, man. Uh, y'all be good. Until next ya. time. I never Bye. I Can't even pitch a tent. <laughs> I've
0: been jumping turnstiles, sailing taxis with intent. Do you need directions? I bet it's not where you... Osiris. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios, we are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. out there! Hi, I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. We want to tell you about our podcast, None But the Brave, which is dedicated to taking a deep dive into the work of Bruce Springsteen.
1: We're currently in our fifth season. Our latest episodes focus heavily on Bruce's 2024 tour and have featured such guests as Anthony Castrovince from MLB Network
0: and Barstool's Kirk Minahan. We're also covering the 40th anniversary of Bruce's biggest record, Born in the USA. And as part of that, coming up this week... Uprock's cultural critic Stephen Hyden returns to the show for a fascinating hour-long conversation about his new book, There Was Nothing You Could Do, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA and The End of the Heartland. To listen,
1: you can go to our website, mbtbpodcast.com, or subscribe on your preferred
0: podcasting platform. We hope to see you further on Up the Road.
1: Thank you so much! We'll be seeing